dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Wow. 97? 9-7. That's, that's a good year for you, isn't it? Facto, facto. <laughs> you can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Let's jump into this podcast, man. Yes, you sir. going to the Masters. Yo! Yo, breaking news, man. Shouts out to the plug. Yo, I know a guy that knows a guy. That's exactly the story, man. That's uh, with the, for those that, you know, don't follow golf as close as probably me. Um, Yeah. And race. <laughs> uh, the Masters, man, it's a, it's all about tradition. It's it's one of a the. A tradition like no other. Yes. The Masters. <laughs> it's It's one of those, you know, where the tickets are passed down from generation to generation. It's um the Holy Grail. Of one of the holy grails of like golf, as far as you know, the history and the the just the way they handled their, their tournaments. And um, I know a guy uh-huh. related to me. <laughs> he knows a guy, and uh, was able to get us. Man, we, I'm going to the Thursday round. Man, I'm going to the Thursday opening round of the Masters. Tiger 2.0 is back. I've I've been noticing that he's been playing well. You know, I'm a sports center head. I listen to tons of sports radio. So I hear all the rumblers that, you know, he's looking good. Like limited pain, mm-hmm. change of swing of motion again or whatever the case may be. And he's out here not winning, but in contention, yeah, playing he, better. Exactly. Revving up to that master. Yes. And and what's cool about it, man, is the um the situation I'm in, man, it's really it's really gonna I guess it's going to be like a once-in-a-lifetime deal. You know, this is something that, you know, I was looking up StubHub prices just just once I found out I was going just right. to see. And uh, the, some of those prices, man, I saw, you know, from 2000 to 5000 just for, you know, Bruh. just for the, the one day that could be raining all day and could, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of dollars spent, but normally people don't sell those and tickets. And go on, uh, unless there's lightning, they play, right? Right, yeah, they'll play in the rain. They won't play in lightning um, if it's... Like flooding the course, they'll delay it. I mean, regardless, though, I'm gonna be you know just to just to be able to be there and see it live, see all your favorite golfers in one place. Um, the you know the merchandise is one of those things where you can't buy it nowhere but there. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely gonna be spending some dollars on some souvenirs and some bringbacks. But some for uh, man, eBay. Yeah, we gonna we, we we leaving Wednesday, driving down there, spending a the night uh, down there, and then getting up. Crack of dawn Thursday, and we'll be out there all day. Wow! I'm looking forward to it, man. And then on top of that, that's that got pushed in between my Phoenix trip. So week after, I'm spending a week with my boys in Phoenix. So so eight, how long you staying down there? Uh, just just Wednesday to Friday. I'll be back Friday. Okay. I, got, I got a DJ Saturday actually. Oh. So <laughs> the grind don't. Yeah. Gotta pay for this now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta pay for the Masters trip now, dude. Cause I know I'm gonna spend some money on some some hats and some golf balls and some take homes for the you know. Have you ever been to like a tournament before? Yeah, I've gone to the Memorial up in Columbus. Um, one thing cool about that tournament that falls in the summer and they they do a veterans. Um, you get free tickets if you're a vet. If you go on their website um, for like a Wednesday practice round, so you can go to a practice round for free. And then I've gone to a few of the tournaments, uh, like tournament days up, up there in Columbus. Last year I went to the BMW. It's, it's the uh, playoffs, the playoff tournament up in Indy. Went up there last year and got to do that. So I've gone a handful of events. Um, no, nothing near a major, right. you know. Uh, this, yeah, this this is like the uh, once in a lifetime, you know. Almost cry when you got the news type of type of wow. type of trip, man. So I'm super excited, man. Told my cousin uh, seatbelt and speed limit up until April 4th until we leave. <laughs> Make sure you stay safe. Stay safe out <laughs> on these roads, baby. Yeah. So but, yeah, I'm uh, excited, man. That's fun crazy. fact, man. My first job ever, first job ever was a caddy. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I was a caddy. I lasted about two weekends. <laughs> I wasn't built for it, bro. Yeah. Was not. That is. That's no joke, man. That's it's, no joke. To actually, you know, 
they rag golfers about walking 18, like how hard it is to walk. It's extremely hard yeah. to walk. And if you get on a course where there's elevation, yeah. where there's terrain differences, I mean, you can be walking up hills. And I, I, um, in high school, I got the caddy for the Ohio Amateur uh, Tournament, and um, it was a three-day gig for me. And it's a caddy twice each day. So I had to walk 36 holes, carrying somebody's bag. You know, you got to do little things when they make a divot. You got to go, go go get the divot, put, yep, it back, put it back, catch up, yep. be up there when they're ready to hit the next shot. I mean, you, you're working. Tip the bag, what you yeah. want, player. <laughs> right. Wipe the dang balls off, Paul. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, man, it was no joke. I lasted two weekends. I did my first weekend, I did 36 holes, made like 50 bucks. And then the, the next weekend I went up there, I only did like around a, a nine, but I got paid for the whole 18. And it was deuces. Yeah. I was like, man, I can't do it. <laughs> I, but, used to, I used to grind through it just for the free golf sometimes. Because when I worked, I worked at a golf course myself um, when I was like 14 or 15. And they would let me go to the, you know, drive the cart to the parking lot, pick you up, bring you to the clubhouse if you wanted a caddy type deal. But anytime I worked for them and like helped out, it was just free golf. So mm -hmm. I got to, you know, maybe eight to two help out and then I could play as much as I wanted in the evening. So I would, I would literally, my grandmother lived across the street literally from the golf course. So I could go over there, have lunch, you know, walk back over. Enjoy. So I would literally spend all day at the golf course in the summer times, man. It's so, no joke, man. Yeah. It's no joke at all, man. Them bags heavy as hell. Yeah, they can get. Don't don't be a cool morning where you gotta. They got extra things in their bag, extra shoes, extra. I mean, some of these guys when they play in these tournaments, man, they they feeling themselves and they and they think they they the shit and they yeah. want to win, so they come with you know extra this, extra that, prepare for the. Shot out the lake, get my socks wet. I mean, you name it. So yeah. you you can have an extra twenty pounds and just gear, you know, floating around that bag, and then you got everything else in there. So I mean, those bags can get heavy. That's one reason why, with my weight loss, I've been wanting to walk more playing golf. But I'm terrified of like being on the six, seven hole, and my back start hurting, and yeah. I got twelve more to go. You know, or I got a whole other backside of the golf course to go. So I think this year they have those pool carts where you can sit your bag in them and walk with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about trying that this year. I've been timid to walk on the golf course just because of my back, but with this weight loss, I think it's, I think I can uh, give it a shot. Yeah. Give, it, give it nine holes and yeah. see where you go, see brother. Good luck to you on that. Take uh, me a Tuesday evening to the golf course. Like I said, man, at Black Tide, they do another golf thing, me and – Nick P on the golf cart drinking. That's what we gonna be yeah. doing. Yeah, Nick I, P. I, that, that was so much fun, man. <laughs> last year we we had our little foursome plan. Nick P. came out driving around, whipping the whip, commentating. It, it, it was a great time, man. Great, just a, that, that. That's what golf does for me, man. Golf is my is my kicking it with the boys, have a beer. You know, I can I can accomplish multiple things that I like to do outside of home on the golf course. So I I love it, man. I, I'm I'm a Easy to please kind of guy, man. I don't need it's, much to it's be It's totally so. different because, you know, as a teenager, then in your 20s, you know what I'm saying, when you and the boys get together, it's about, man, let's go hoop. Yeah. And I mean, but now it's it's hard to do that. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's a it's consequences to play pay yeah. after you done hooping for like two hours. Yeah. Feet, back, neck, <laughs> arm, shoulder, and shoot. There ain't too much homeboy conversation going on when you're hooping. Yeah. You know, it may start out with a game of 21, then it picks up, like, let's run some threes, and then you think you 18 again. You're trying to win, and then there's – but on golf courts, I would imagine, you know what I'm saying, it's still shit talking, but, oh, you know what I'm saying, it's more laid back. There's not as much intensity going on. There's no physical contact exactly. with each other. Yeah. Somebody ain't coming to the lane. You ain't – no layup rule. You're sending <laughs> your homeboy into the bleachers. You know what I'm saying? It's right. not that. It's not. But when you, you know, me and my homeboy, sometimes we, we we might play, you know, two dollars a hole, mm. you know, something like that. So you know, you you you're five six holes in, you down ten dollars, you know, shit talking starts, mm. and then you stand over that tee box, and it's, it's that's the thing about golf. It's you. It's your mistakes. It's your successes. So right. you got to be the one to tackle that, even tackle all that, and get through it. So I mean, golf can get. I've been I've been in some really fun, you know foursomes playing golf where you know two guys is angry as hell at each other trying to beat each other and the other two is just getting drunk laughing you know having a good time so i mean that's what golf is man golf golf is it it it, it complements my competitive edge and allows me to still do something active like you say getting getting older in age sometimes the the the, the build up and the prep for a a 
homeboys basketball game. You might Thursday start stretching. <laughs> you might, you know, get up a little early, make sure you're feeling good. Get a couple shots in. Yeah. And then that next day you back in the sauna trying to soak up the soak up all that uh all that acid in your body and, yeah, and get back right. So the love of sports, man, it's hard. It's hard to let it go, man. It's it never goes go. away. It never hard goes it go. away. <laughs> and uh, how your bracket looking, bro? Trash. Trash. Thanks, man. Arizona. Yeah, thanks, uh, you uh, American East uh, <laughs> champion, you know, UMBC. What is it? Uh, <laughs> University of Maryland, Baltimore County? Yeah, the wife looked it up because I'm like, I wonder who's in the conference, and she's reading these names off. No, I had no clue. Shrug, Jordan no, shrug. Yeah. He was just was like, Who? can you believe that though, man? Like, I think I people, believe it. people are really are really shortchanging that in the sense of like, I think with the with the social media world, just how how fast we get stuff. Yeah, I feel like this ain't get its whole. Not yet. It hasn't got its whole gratitude and justice of like we just really saw sports history. Right. I think the biggest thing about it is it's because it's the era we live in. It's 2018. It's not the shoot. It's not the '80s mm-hmm. <laughs> where dudes were staying in all four years. It's not the '90s where dudes were staying until they was just junior. Yeah, and it's Virginia. And no offense to Virginia, but y'all ain't been good since Ralph Sampson. True. So if this would have happened to a Kentucky with a Coach Cal and all your number one picks, or a story program like North Carolina, Duke, or Kansas, mm-hmm. it would be huge news. Yeah. But if you're looking at Virginia. And I'm one of the lone people that still watch college basketball from tip to end, mm-hmm. not just coming in during March Madness, but there is only one NBA prospect on their team, and that's the sixth man who was hurt. Yeah, He was donezo. There's one prospect on the team. So technically, those dudes on ABC, AFG, GFG, <laughs> HIJK, LMLP University are probably maybe a level – Below them, mm-hmm. like talent wise, so they're really even. Like this is that's why the tournament is wide open because yeah. of the one and done dudes is not sticking around to get better. And over time, and more and more time, these dudes that's juniors and seniors are going up against a bunch of dudes that's freshmen and sophomores. They're going to be just as good as them at that point in time. Yeah, yeah those freshmen and sophomores eventually are going to be better than them. Mm-hmm. But at that time, that moment in time, they are just as good. I mean, you look at the Buffalo game versus Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky won by 20, but they didn't get – they didn't run away with that game until the last three minutes. Right. It was a 10-point game, 10, 5, in that range, the whole game until the last spurt mm-hmm. where they, you know what I'm saying, wear them out. Yeah. But you look at Buffalo, those are juniors and senior basketball players that really know how to play the game. Exactly. That three-point ball – is the equalizer, and it wasn't until time came until Kentucky pulled away. Yeah. But with ABC DFG University <laughs> get that victory, you know what I'm saying? Virginia was the number one team basically all season long. The number one overall seed, two the losses. number one, two losses all season, and they took that fade. Mm, by 20. And they busted a lot. Of, yeah, they got smoked. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kick. Like I think I hope I hope this helps the process of selecting. Because I feel like some of these, like the respect of being a Division One athlete, oh gets thrown out the window oh when it comes to the title of your school. Sometimes, and I absolutely, feel, I feel like these mid majors and some of these smaller schools, you know, at the end of the day, it's are you in shape? Can you put the ball in the bucket? And can you put it in the bucket more than them? You know, what I'm saying it's at the end of the day, it's it's all about the work. You yeah. put it as a team, and and we've all seen it. If you've played sports, the team that you knew you was better than, but they played great together, and you had to play to. You couldn't just go out there and get and just wing it. You know, yeah, you man. Had to talent, get. talent is a great thing, and there's things that being talented can do for you tenfold. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the more talented team does win. But there are instances where you know hard work, experience. Beats the talent, dude. Mm-hmm. It just is. And people, people, it happens every year. People are like, man, there's no way so-and-so should lose to uh that that school that I've never heard of. Well, you know what? Them dudes are on scholarship too. Yep. They exactly. want to win just as bad as they want to win. Exactly. Just because they are an NBA prospect, just because he's their point guard is six six and their point guard is six feet, don't mean the six foot dude ain't got just as much heart mm-hmm. or even more heart yeah, than yeah, that dude. Exactly. He wants to win too. Exactly. So talent isn't everything. And that's and that's something that 
people have to understand, not just in sports, but in life in general. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, somebody may be more talented than you, but if you outwork them, you can you Ex can make your dreams come true exactly. too. Exactly. I think it's huge for basketball for the and with all the whole mess of what college basketball Ooh. is right now and how it's kind of being this time of the year, they try not to make it a, the lead story, you know. Yeah. But there is a mess out there, and I just hope that in the future, man, some of these, some of these like teams that really deserve to be uh, deserve a shot get yeah. get a shot because, like you say, with the with the turnover ratio in college basketball, how it is now, and with some of these mid majors and small programs, this four years is 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 they is they it? Yeah. You know, this is they know they their chances of getting to that next level. You know, they have the opportunity, don't yeah. get me wrong, but they got to work. They got to yeah. put in that work. So so for most of these kids, they know leaving and leaving in two years to try to do this ain't might not be the move. Let me let me get this degree. Let me let me run through these four years. So, I mean, when you had that type of togetherness on some of these not big school name programs that, that rotate guys in every every third quarter, yeah. you know, <laughs> getting them in That's for the fact. summer so, yeah. they, so they can play, you know, or whatever. So... I mean, I hope that it just gives some of these schools because, because end of the day, man, fans they we've been so close to the you know we had the fifteen twos and we've had some upsets yeah. every year, but to have this man, this this should I mean, the number one overall seed mm -hmm. down by twenty, and it wasn't even and tied at halftime, so it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like they lost a big lead or yeah. they, they really played with them and beat them. Yeah, and, facts. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like you look at the Arizona Buffalo game mm -hmm. in the first round, like Buffalo came out bombing. Mm -hmm. Bombing. And no matter what, Arizona probably has the number one draft pick in the NBA. Uh and what good did it do you? Mm -hmm. You lost on opening night. Opening mm -hmm. round, you got smoked. And I'm sure they're happy that Virginia yeah. lost because they're not the headline story anymore. Exactly. Like, all right, somebody else can deal with this misery right now that we're dealing with. Yeah, I, man, it was crazy. But uh, big thing for me was, you know, watching Wright State play in the tournament, man. We got smoked. Yeah. We got hammered. Yeah. But when I saw who they were playing, I knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I was looking for them to play a team like Virginia yeah. to play as a slow, methodical pace. You know, Tennessee's a long team. Our best guy is like 6'5", center. He's mm. big as a house. But, I mean, when those dealing with those long athletic boys, you're yeah. not going to be able to just bully them. Because yeah. even if you do, they still long enough to block mm -hmm. your shot. And our second best player, Benzinger, you know, he's a spot-up shooter. He can blaze threes all day, but you need somebody that be able to get busy, shake him up and blaze the three instead exactly. of spotting up. So they basically shadowed him the whole game. Mm -hmm. So it was it was relatively an easy win for them. I mean, I seen that coming. I was like, there's no way they're going to let Benzinger get him because right. he's the one that can get him. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, with the three-point shot, Changes you're in everything, yeah, exactly. man. You're in every game, dude. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, I've seen him hit eight threes in the game, and that's what they were going to need. They were going to need him to hit eight to ten threes in that game, and they just mm -hmm. couldn't do it. But – you know, it's levels to it. Yeah. It's, it's levels. You uh, A school like Wright State making it to the tournament, winning their conference, the Horizon League, that is the we made it. We did yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now you have to build on it. Then you build on winning it again and again and making a, making a run in the tournament, making now let's lose by 10, mm -hmm. let's lose by 5, let's win. Let's get to the next round. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's levels, and I'm happy that they're on that path, man. Yeah, the, the Raiders, man, they – for them, I just wanted it to be a little more competitive. Yes. Though, that was a dream, you know. Yeah, I wanted it to be at least until the five-minute mark before we got smoked. <laughs> I, I, I believe they were 0-2 in, in tournament, yeah. you know, appearances. So, to, for being that third opportunity, it was like, third you know. Time's a but you got to think, too, just because the title of the school has been there three times, you know. Yes. Everybody there involved, except for maybe the, you know, the, the janitor that's been yeah. retired for 35 years, you know what I'm saying, like, the, the the core of the group this is this is their this is their first or their new so I mean great job for the coach I mean great season you, you can't be mad at it you made it you can say you're in the top sixty four man that's absolutely hey, man you know what's out there you know what's made it to the tournament I do yeah yeah they, yeah we, we a fitness thing yeah. the orange the orange men right yeah, 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 the call them. yeah that's what they call them. yeah yeah the cues we made it I was able to go check them out at UD Arena for the first four man. And like I said, going into the game, I was like, look, man, they made it this far. They in my city. They in my city. I get to go see them. 
I just need them to win this game. They can lose the next one. I'll be upset that they lose the next one. Right. But just let me see them win this game. Yeah. And my boys pulled it out. They did. And then they pulled it out again, right? Again. They are one of the most awful teams <laughs> in offensive history. Like, the offense is god-awful. It's terrible. And, you know, a couple years ago, they got in some trouble and – you know, they got some sanctions, and so they're only allowed to have, like, eight scholarship players. Mm. So, you know, they're literally running out there playing six dudes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And four, so, and four guys from the club team. Is, yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I can make that squad. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think I can get out there and give a couple fouls for Coach Bayheim. But right. I was so pumped up that they won. Uh, a lot of Syracuse fans were in the building on uh, Wednesday night for the opener round. I was pumped up. I was happy. And then they pulled off another victory on, uh, was it, Friday yeah, night? I was messing with you because that was during that Virginia game. I'm like, I know your last button is getting that work. It, it, it wasn't. To go. It wasn't getting that <laughs> just, work. Just straight cute, sir. It was cute. So it's like, <laughs> look, man, I'm watching this this slow-ass pace offense just passing around the perimeter <laughs> and just chuck up a shot. But, you know, defensively, man, they're a great defensive team. And, you know, that 2-3 zone is a mystery once you get into the tournament. That's why they can always make a run. Yeah. Because in conference play, you know, you, you see it twice a year. So guys know how to play it. But when you get a team from the Pac-12 mm-hmm. or the a Big Ten or whatever, you know what I'm saying, they don't get used to it. So it's an advantage. Yeah. And Coach Behan uses that to his advantage. Now, I don't think it's going to work today right. <laughs> for Sparty. Tough, tough task against Izzo. <laughs> yeah, Izzo's the man. Izzo's <laughs> one of the best coaches of all time. It's our third game in five days, but that's no excuse, man. Hey, you know, get out there and play 19, ball. 19, 20-year-olds. Facts. Yeah, you, you better enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> uh, the way y'all play offense, a lot of y'all going to be opening up uh, – <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Your own car wash back home because <laughs> right. y'all niggas throw up bricks like a motherfucker, man. But uh, that's my squad. I rocked with them. I rose with them. They got two wins in the tournament. And, uh, you know, we're going to see what happens today at 2.30. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, I, I love this time of year, man. I, I, this was, this is one of the first years I didn't follow college basketball as hard. But this time of year, man, you can't help but to just love to see the opportunity of the, the 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, pulling it off. You yeah. Know? So, I love it. I love. I love the. I love the. The hope of the buzzer beater or the Michigan three or you know the, all that. The, Heartbreaker. Yeah, Buckeyes lost. The guys. Uh, I mean, you know, bro, it, it, it's all shook up, ain't it? it it's crazy, man. <laughs> uh, one of the things my brother and I want to do in the near future is go out to Vegas for the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament because mm-hmm. we always hear like it's a, it's a crazy time out there. Especially it being on St. Patrick's Day weekend, mm. like it's just yeah. a ton of fun. There's things to do out there. Lots, lots of gambling going on. You would love this. Somebody placed a eight hundred dollar bet 16, on ABCD University. Sixteen eight back, bruh. <laughs> he got 16K. the inside track. He got sixty. I saw a video just this morning talking about betting. I believe it was the Kansas game or whichever one they squeezed it out. Yeah, Kansas over Seton Hall. It was like a, was like a four and a half spread, and this video showed Vegas Casino, and like all these people, you know, do hit the free throw to get over the spread. Right. So then they came down the last five seconds, Deuce had that three and made it, and it so they didn't cover the spread, mm-hmm. so everybody lost. So the uh. whole room is like, yeah, you made the free throw. Just dribble. Just dribble. No, no, no. And you just see the, like, People just throwing shit, mad. Like it was hilarious because because we've all been there if you gamble a little bit. So we've all you know they thought they had to win in the bag and the pointless three took pointless their money. threes, man. 16, 16 racks though, and only what they said like five hundred thousand people out of seventeen million even picked that. That's crazy, How, man. They all went to UMBC. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Just like the only people that picked Wright State over Tennessee yeah. went to Wright State, or you live in or you live in Baltimore. One exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> Hey, bro, when do you feel old? Man. When, when we're do, not old. Yeah. We're older. We're maturing. We're not yeah. as young as we used to be. I don't really ever feel old, but when do you feel old? Man, I feel old when when I'm like, okay, so majority, I won't say majority. Most, I'll say two, two out of the four weekends out of the month. I'll say. <laughs> so half of the month. Yeah, I'll say about five o'clock, I'm going to step out tonight. I'm, I'm gonna go step out, you know. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go holler at some people, show she was face, see what's with up. The arena. Then it'd be like nine o'clock, and I'm like, bro, I don't really, I don't. Uh, it's cold. It's you know, I'm like, I find a reason not to. 
And, and uh, to say all that to say, those are the moments where I'd be like, bro, you just getting old. Like you just like the. I think I, I think I look at it as like I'm getting old, but I'm also prioritizing really what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I'm not drinking like I used to be. I'm not. I'm not kicking it to meet women like I used to be. You know, mm-hmm. my life has changed. So right. then it's like to go in that atmosphere. No problem with it. It's still a great time. But it's like I'm going to go sit down and really not have a drink that I want to have, nor talk to people that I, you know, I'm not trying to like find out your favorite color and, and, and what you like to eat. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the the atmosphere of it ain't really for me no more. Right. So those are the situations that, you know, I play with my kids outside and come in, like I said, the next day, like, oh man, mm-hmm. back a little tight. Like those moments made me feel old. But like you say, I still feel like, my my uh sprint time is is better than than Roger Goodell's, you know what I'm saying? Like I still can <laughs> still can move, I can still yeah. still get around, still still enjoy activity, still try to, you know, play sports and all those things, but as far as the old is like when it comes to the kicking it, when it comes to the late night, when it comes to that I, I got I got to be pumped up for it for months to not be <laughs> yeah, yeah, to not be to not be uh trying to trying to not commit to the evening, you know what I'm saying? So I feel you. So for me, I don't really ever feel old until I look at a certain page that I follow <laughs> on Instagram. And yesterday They showed that that album came out 26 years ago. Wow. And that's when I felt old. Yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. 26 years ago, bro. Yeah. And you know what the crazy thing is? My homeboy mom used to work at this place. Shouts out to everybody in Cleveland. They would know what this place is. It's, uh, it was it used to be an arena in Cleveland, uh, Front Row Theater. And... uh. The basics of it is everybody's in the front row. It was a big uh, circle stage arena. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every it spun around so everybody got to see the front. You know, when yeah. you were at a concert, you way in the back. You right. really don't see the artist. But here, it spun around. Big time acts have been there. Cindy Lauper been there. Like just every, yeah. Michael Jackson even performed yeah. there. Dope. And um, one of the first concerts I ever went to was Crisscross, a Crisscross <laughs> concert. And... Uh, and Lover and Dr. Dre hosted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was uh, when me my and my two homeboys, shots out to Scooter, shots out to Darian, we had our own little rap group. This was <laughs> All my that, rap yeah, days. Yeah. And we uh, got chosen to get up there and kind of open the show. And we kind of opened the show. And when I saw that post on the IG 26 years ago, it just flooded back all those memories. Yeah. And be like, man. I was such a little kid with so many like just things running through my head mm-hmm. and you know think that was 26 years ago it's yeah. it's fucking crazy <laughs> and that was like I I'm sure my mom has a picture but we were in the plain dealer uh newspaper up in Cleveland like uh you remember the money rings yeah. that you would take a dollar and fold it into a ring yeah. I have I had one on <laughs> and it was like wow like yo like I did that and also, it's 26 years ago. Yeah. And another fun fact, that show, it was like the 4 o'clock show, because obviously a bunch of kids. Right. And it sold out so big that they did added a 7 o'clock show. Fun fact, I went to the 4 o'clock show. My wife now, she went to the 7 o'clock show that day. Wow. Fun fact. Didn't wow. know her then, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, fun fact about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, just to think, crisscross, jump, jump, totally crossed out. 26 mm-hmm. years old, man. That type of stuff makes me yeah. feel old. I was when watching. you hear Tupac, All Eyes on Me album, 22 <laughs> years old, it's it's just like, whoa. And you remember exactly where you are in those spaces and times when you heard those certain albums and what you were doing and what you were thinking and what type of activities you were into. And then you fast forward 20-some-odd years later, and you're and it's still in the same of the much mind frame, but it's like totally older now <laughs> yeah yeah i was watching the uh i believe it was unsung about the the boys oh yeah and um i'm sitting there with the wife we watching it and she and she had that moment she was like damn she was like 
my first concert I ever went to was The Boys. And it's like, you think back to those nine, because my, my first concert I went to, I was probably 13. No, I was probably like 15 because I was just dating my, my I was a freshman in high school. Girl, when you gonna die, my <laughs> <laughs> hey. that, that, That's good background music for this story. <laughs> I was with my high school girl, and I took her to the Immature concert. Oh! And uh, we had front row at the balcony. What was their names? You remember the dudes' names? I remember Romeo. I remember Batman, Batman and LDB, and, dog. Yeah. Come on, yeah. son. I just remember <laughs> the, the the tall light skill one guy on the speaker and dropped his pants, man. And it was uh, <laughs> she lost it. I'm sitting there like, like, oh, this is what happened. I kill you. Yeah, all the chicks screaming, all the all the dudes in there sitting down, like, man, what is going Why on? Why did I bring here? her? <laughs> but those moments, man, like to see that to see that boys unsung and and. Per, to her, to, for her to be like, I went to that concert. It's like, man, that's a long. Like my kids went to Salento. They are they gonna have that story? Like, Facts. you know, what I'm saying? they will. They so, gonna have something yeah. on TV one day. One hit wonders. Yeah, because I got videos of my kids dancing with Salento and and with that whole uh, Hot One Two Nine concert yeah. series they had going on. You know, that's something. Of course, you know. The, the day of, of one hit wonders are growing, you know, yes. as far as the movement of music. But, you know, they're going to remember going to a concert. They're going to have video. They're going to have pictures. Mm-hmm. And, like, those are the little moments that's going to be like, damn, I went to a Silento concert, you know, or I went to a Crisscross concert. And 26 years later, <laughs> I'm Crazy. being reminded of that. <laughs> Crazy, dog. Yeah. That's when I feel all I, I like my back stiffens up every once in a while, whatever, whatever. I go to bed relatively early during the weekdays, but like when I'm reminded, it it hits me like a ton of bricks, yeah, man. It yeah. truly does, man. Just to think about, you know, a carefree kid in Cleveland just playing football in the streets, playing basketball in the backyard, really not a care in the world, mm-hmm. and just think like, man, that was such a long time ago, and now to be an adult with responsibilities and things that have to be done. And it gives me a new respect for everything my mom went through. Yeah. You know, saying raising two boys was like, yo, you know, her working night shift really provided us a great opportunity to be able to afford to go to concerts, to be able mm-hmm. to afford to buy nice clothes, to do certain things that some of my friends weren't allowed to do. So it's just like, man, it's such a long time ago, but it seems like yesterday. I think that's like the best way to put it. Exactly. Like, man, that was that long ago. It seems like it was just happening then. Especially things that happen in college. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? That was that long ago? We went to Daytona Beach for Black College Reunion. That was 15 years ago. It's like, I remember that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out of high school 18 years. I say it all the time, like, I don't feel too far removed from my senior year. You know, I don't, in my mind, I feel like, man, that was seven, eight years ago. You do the math on it. You do the math on it, man. It, it gets crazy, yeah. man. Definitely crazy, man. So I sent you that link, or did you check it out? I about had, I had watched it already. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, I had, okay. I was I was watching it when it was happening. So, so DJ Envy, yeah. He <laughs> now I, okay. Shouts out to my brother <laughs> APZ. So, a couple years back, Envy got caught stepping out on his wife. Yeah, not his old lady, but his wife. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. Anybody knows DJ Envy? You know he got a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. When you're in a person in a position like that, if you got bread, dog, you're not getting out skate free. Nah. Like if knock on wood, anything go wrong with me and my wife, I ain't got shit to give. It's probably, <laughs> hey man, good right. luck to you, good luck to your pieces. <laughs> most, most I get is a couple thumb down and some angry faces on a yeah, Facebook post. I ain't got much but it ain't to going give. Viral. <laughs> you know what I mean? But a brother like Envy, he got a lot to lose. But long story short, he. Fix things with the wife and family. Mm-hmm. He goes on the viewer to talk or whatever, and they ask him about the whole cheating thing. And is I hit up my boy AP, who's not a big DJ Envy fan. I was like, "Yo, this dude's on TV talking about that. Like, yo, if I was, if that was to happen to me, which is not, <laughs> uh, like, once it's over, yeah. I'm never talking about it again, exactly. ever. Once me and the wife have come to grips and understand, like, all right, it happened, it's over, I forgive you, you forgive me, whatever, whatever, we're never talking about it again. Exactly. But it was brought up. So Deezus and Romero, they have a show that comes on Spike. Funny dudes, they also have a podcast. So they was roasting him a little bit. Yeah. And they took a little, you know what I'm saying, some jokes at his wife, like, yo, she ain't leaving him because he's getting that check, he got that DJ and money. So 
They were on the Breakfast Club, yeah. and DJ Envy aired them out. It was like, yo, you got to give me an apology. You got to give my wife an apology. You can roast me all day. This is what I signed up for. Don't roast my wife. Yeah. So my question to you, how far do you go with protecting your wife? In that situation, I felt like, okay, to to address that publicly was strictly just petty envy. Because, in my opinion, because, yes, they aired you out publicly, but you aired yourself out in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So so you got to realize. The good, co- point, good point. The, good point. The, the good content. Point. The content came from you doing some dumb shit. Fact though. So, because getting you did caught, some dumb getting shit. Getting caught. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the dumb shit. You got caught. That's the dumb shit. I just like some niggas. <laughs> Not that he got caught, <laughs> right. dummy. Right. Just playing. I'm just playing. Right. I ain't listening to the other wife. ain't getting this link this week. No. <laughs> right. I haven't seen the podcast link this <laughs> right. week. Oh, yeah. We're going to check out 96. 96. <laughs> we on 96. <laughs> no. But to... to you know, you have to st- take a step back and be like, "I fucked up," and people, right. people, when they fuck up, and there's certain, there is certain people we all know. You know, they are emotionally driven people. Mm-hmm. So to 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 get under their skin a little bit, you know, they're gonna find a way to throw that counterpunch. You know, yeah. so so this was his platform. He started off the interview with the, with the name calling, and you knew right away, Envy was in one of those one of those feelings. So. But on the flip side, as a married man, I I feel the fact of like, you know, you don't want the world to think they can just, yeah. you know, do anything, say anything to you or your family, and and I, I cherish my immediate family probably more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing, money, money, money is not going to replace a life. You know, so it's not like I look at money more. You got to keep something to you. So I understand. Him being a family man with twelve thousand kids and twelve twelve million dollars, you know yeah. he, he can he he can do what he want and he can live his life. But people don't like to be laughed at. People, no matter no matter what situation you in, we've all been the center of the joke. Yeah, and some people take that with, yeah. the, with, with the, a laugh off. Yeah, some people take it with a step outside, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It, it can go there too. So I understand what he was doing. I feel like it was. It was driven way too long. Like it was, you know, say your piece, yeah, and move on. Like, and I kind of felt like what they were saying. Like, you know, he I heard you he, the first. He four pushed times. up on us. We apologized. Let's move on. Like, what are we doing? Like, right. <laughs> are we stepping outside? Or are we not? Like, what? Like, what's happening? So, I I feel him, but then I don't feel him because he can do that on the Breakfast Club. Is 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 his? It's it's theirs. You know, they can do those things. But right. I think people. People try to, you know, bring what I would do in the real world, in the real life, into every situation. Right. And, and sometimes, you know, you could have said that. You could have said it again in the hallway to reiterate it. But then to, like, to be all, like, <clears throat> like it just it just leads to memes and, and, and <laughs> it leads to jokes. And then now you're doing TMZ interviews still talking about it. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where you got to think about what you're doing. Yes, you needed to, you know— I, and you got to add the whole New York flavor too. I mean, the New York flavor of things. Everybody, you know, yeah, fast pace, yeah, man. fast pace, fast talkers. Yeah, so man. I feel it, but then at the same time, I don't. I man, look, it's like this for me, man. I knew long ago, long before she was my wife, that my lady could handle herself. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? My lady can definitely handle herself in a in a room full of dudes. She can handle herself. In a room full of females, she can definitely handle her own. Be it roasting, throwing them hands. <laughs> My girl can handle herself. Right. But me, I breaking news. I am I'm sensitive. I get sensitive about certain things. Yeah. I'm extremely sensitive about my mother, my brother, and my wife. Yeah. I am extremely sensitive about those three people. Me, I get sensitive about certain subjects about myself that I look at you with a sly eye and things I don't forget. Like, you know what I'm saying? If someone's talking shit, like, well, you have my phone number. You could have said these certain things to me. Yeah. Like, that type of thing. It's petty, petty, stupid shit. Right. At least I know they're stupid. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? I was like one of those kids that, you know what I'm saying? When we roasting as kids, uh, moms are off limits. Let's right. just make that abundantly <laughs> clear. I don't do that mama joke shit. And then it came clear that I don't do the brother jokes either. But anyway, <laughs> if that was me, I totally understand where Envy's coming from. I totally understand it. Yeah. They they 
they, for lack of a better word, roasted, made fun, embarrassed, tried to embarrass his wife. No, I, I know, I know it was just jokes. The shit was funny, yeah, by the way. Exactly. But you know, and they, they said those things in a public platform. So he wanted an apology on a public platform, which is the Breakfast Club. So once they apologized. It's time to move on. Mm-hmm. And I think it got out of hand where, you know what I'm saying, over there, chewing his gum hard and, you know, Charlemagne being Charlemagne, <laughs> throw a little bit of gasoline <laughs> on the fire with the extra question right. that really pissed him off. And then he walks off the show. Yeah. Now, I've been in situations in, in my life where I've been roasted. Like, you know, we roasting at in the student union and yeah. I've been got good. Been got good. <laughs> and you just gotta take it and you ain't gotta come back. Kinda like right. the eight mile moment. Yeah. Like you've been got <laughs> you got nothing. You just gotta sit there and take it and take the jokes. Right. But I've been there and I've also been at a point where I got got and I confronted that person man to man in in a dorm room, like, what's up with all that extra shit? Like, you know, so I felt like it was extra sauce on it. Yeah. So, okay, you you think you can get that off. You know, I'm not going to try to scrap with you in in the union. Yeah. We can scrap right here in the dorm room. There's nobody here. We can fight. Yeah. You, you really want to get a pop, we get a popping like that. You know what I'm saying? But And, and I found that that internally it makes me feel better than trying to go, go back at him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for Envy, I just would wish that he would have just said his piece and moved on professionally with the interview, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all the, I'm saying. Because you got to look at it like, I, I looked at it too, like, the the amount of people that come on there because of a situation or because of a of a news story or a you know a, a sensitivity about something yeah like Monique for example you know, she came <laughs> on there to say her piece and didn't once call she, she kept was calling, calling him by his yeah, government calling by government the whole interview Leonard you know? yeah so <laughs> people like you know the 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 people like that that are, that are that are like that you have to know too though. Envy should have known by knowing the, these two guys that they do that. You yeah, know, the same situation with Kevin Hart and Michael Blackston. I mean, that's a little <laughs> different, a little more, a little more. You know, time I heard this morning coming in, like Kevin Hart took him to the to the you know the airport, the airport yeah. back in late eighties, early early nineties, or two yeah. or two thousands or whatever it was. But took him took him to the airport. They had a relationship. They were friends. I think this was more so like I know you, you know me. But you don't know me well enough to talk about my wife. There you go. So, perfect. Perfect. So, so that was the that was the exchange. But then at the same time, it would be like telling a comedian or you know people that that make their living doing this. You know, like well, you can do it to everybody else, but not me. Right. You know, and it puts a it puts a little like I think it was the the money thing. Like she's with him for the money, yeah. and I think that's what what the big crux of it is. I think there, you know, you go to a comedy show, you and I have been to a million comedy shows and, you know, the first thing I do in a comedy show is where the hell are they sitting us? Right. <laughs> put me in the back, bro. I already right. try to get roasted. You know what I'm <laughs> <Right>. saying? Because <laughs> you just, it's an uncomfortable feeling. You laugh it off. You know it's jokes, but you know all eyes on you. And I think if it was just like jokes like, about him and her, like the situation, if the money thing wasn't brought into it, I don't, I would imagine yeah. he wouldn't have got upset. But, you know, I think that money thing kind of pushed it over the edge. Because cause he, he knows. Like he got a bad wife. Yeah. And he probably feel like, to, like he probably has heard, even, even in a non-public setting, the little jokes or jabs like, oh, bro, you bagged, you bagged her. You got, you got, you know, man, that money must be nice. Yeah. The money must be talking to you, you know, like yeah. whatever. So you, you, you've had that. I can only imagine. I've never been. I can only imagine in New York. You're going to get people that are going to say things to you and not give yeah. a fuck about how you feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so. I mean, just like anything, man, like if your homeboy, uh, your homeboys can roast you a lot harder than, you know what I'm saying, somebody you just met, you know what I'm saying, or somebody that you know just industry-wise. Yeah, man, that's just how it goes down. But Envy, brother, I I would just, for me, I would never bring up the whole stepping on my old lady shit ever again. Like, that shit, like like even now, like any F-ups I made the past, I don't bring them up. Exactly. Anything that she did that I don't like, I don't bring it. It's in the past. Let it be in the past because all that can do is bring up bad mm-hmm. shit. 
we've been in full blown conversation, laughing about something or just talking about something. And then the, the the content can lead to like yeah. when when it was like when you messed up or was like you could have squeezed in your story or you could have <laughs> you could have put put the two together. We always stop and be like, so how about them bangles? That, that's our little joke. Like yeah. let's just change the topic because you know, young Mary Kev made some mistakes. I you know it, I'll put it you know out there. I made some mistakes and it meant more to me to have my family. Than to continue making the mistakes. Uh, so once I got past that, like you say, we ain't had to bring it up. It's been two births of children later. You know, mm-hmm. it's been years of good, good times and great times. And it's like, yeah, she know I wasn't shit, <laughs> but she see me trying, and she see where we at now. Two yeah. years later, and there's no reason to hold on. That's what I love about my wife. My wife, she can, you know, we can say our piece. We can be mad as shit at each other. Throwing pillows at each other on, on on the way out because you just want to do something angry, but then in five minutes later we laughing about something. So hey. that's what I love about my wife, man. So love is love, yeah. man. Love is love. I make sure I listen. She listen to that part. Yeah, yeah. Forty five minute mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bookmark that yeah. part, man. Yo, we were texting earlier in the week about the NFL. Yeah, and do they take themselves too serious? Sports in general, bro. Like we grew up in the. The back end of the the rough and tough era of basketball. We grew up in the rough and tough era of football. Yeah. On the back end of that. So we know we we fell in love with the game at that level. Yeah. And then now, like, who didn't enjoy that year of Ocho Cinco and T.O. every touchdown doing something hilarious? Yeah. Like that. Put on the it, Hall yeah, of Fame yes, jacket. It was, it was growing to like to become a problem. But like the little the little like how they try to make it to where you, I, I don't expect somebody to be sprinting full speed and then be able to contact somebody from their belly button to their chest. Yeah. When that person has the ability to, to ball themselves up and try to take the hit. So now yeah. you hit them in the head. Like I don't agree with those little rules or mm-hmm. I don't agree with the, you know, I'm in a, the biggest game of my life, the biggest moment of my life. You call a foul on me. I, I, what? And I get teed up, you know, like those little nuances of sports I'm starting to not like. Yeah. But like just because of, of growing up and falling in love with it when it was different. Yeah. So like the kids now that's falling in love with it, I can see the layup line might might, might be gone in a little bit. Yeah. Why, no, dun- no dunking. Yeah. Why <laughs> Why are we even going to the layup line when all we're doing is pulling 35 footers? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> my biggest thing with the NFL, my problem is like this whole the NFL combine slash NFL draft process that they go through. All right. Josh Rosen. His uh, mom is like a doctor. His dad owns a business. He comes from money. He's uh, He reads a lot. He's outspoken about President Trump. He has interests outside of football. Yeah. Let's just say it like that. There are reports that say NFL teams think he's too smart for his own good. So then you go to the aspect of Johnny Manziel, whose parents come from oil money, who they just say, like, well, he's a party animal. So either he parties too much or he's too smart for his own good. They want somebody that lives, breathes, eats, shits football. Well, I don't know about you, but the whole thing about, especially coming up in elementary and middle school, we had to take a gen I mean, uh, Phys ed mm. and art classes and music classes to make us well-rounded individuals, yes. not just like, oh man, he's just an athlete or he's just right. a history type of person. Like, makes you a better person overall. And I think the NFL gets way out of hand with this. He's too smart for his own good. Yeah. I want somebody that's extremely smart, extremely exactly. intelligent. I mean, you look at the the scores of a Peyton Manning and of an Eli Manning and Tom Brady, like their IQ scores are off the charts. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way about Josh Rosen. If he has interests that are outside of football, that's a good thing. Exactly. Like you need to detach from that. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers. He has interests outside of football. Like the people that eat, breathe football, man, you got something wrong with you. That, That I think people like that, should only be coaches. I think players yeah. need that. I think players, like, they look down on cats that 
go back to school in the offseason to try to get their degrees. But it see, and vice versa in the NBA, they encourage right. their players, hey, finish your degree. And they're more welcoming to that. But in the NFL, they're they're frowned upon. Mm-hmm. I think that is the most asinine thing I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Yeah, it, it's it's it doesn't make sense to like, why would you want a person that A don't like exposing themselves to other things? For me, if if I'm running a business of an NFL team and I got millions and billions of dollars that I'm juggling around throughout my business, like you want people that you can say, I know, Darren, from from January, February to September, I can count on him to put in some work. Yeah. I can count on him to stay out of trouble. I can count on him to be a responsible adult. Yeah. Like, I always laugh and find it like a little quirky, I guess, that like when you see like a white NFL person and when you think about the off time, you don't see them necessarily buying the bottles. Hey. You don't see them out stunting. Hey. You know, you got people like, Kirk Cousins that's still driving minivans and old pickup trucks and still trying to, like, to me, the, those things say a little thing about a person as far as, like, they're mental. You know, like, they don't need the, they got it, but they don't need it. You know? Yeah, what they say, the, uh, that's how the rich stay rich. Yeah, exactly. So the NFL to me, man, like, it, it has this whole tough man vibe and tough man, you know, uh, history. But at the same time, you have to let people be people. You know what I'm saying? And to 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 frown upon somebody that like art or like the guitar or like you know whatever on their leisure, yeah, like that should that should that should be a bonus in the hiring process. To me, I, be, I agree. So I agree. And they had to the, um at the NFL combine, um, Geis, the running back from LSU, mm-hmm. uh, he was asked if he liked dudes. Like, well, why does that matter? It don't matter, bro. Yeah. Like, look, man, if the motherfuckers score touchdowns, right? Can you if block, he can pass tackle, catch, can you? <laughs> like, look, man, I I don't know if it would just like it's 2018 and we should be way more accepting than we are. But look, man, if a dude is gay, gay, who gives a rip? Yeah. What who he's banging don't matter. No. if he can catch the ball, <laughs> we ain't tuned in for that. Yeah, we tuned in to watch these catches and watch these tackles. Exactly. If he can help my team win the Super Bowl, if he can help tackle Tom Brady, I don't care what he's doing. Exactly. Dog. Exactly. He can have two boyfriends for all I care. Right. I bring don't him care. To, bring him to family day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, should do. Hey, Blair, what's up? Nice to meet you. Good to <laughs> right. meet you. Hey, man, your man can play some ball, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I just think the NFL is just. Way too, I think they just way too on themselves. Man. Yeah, way too on themselves. Sidebar: Odell Beckham got knocked out last night, bruh, <laughs> bruh. So earlier this week, Bow Wow, the footage of Bow Wow getting beat up or whatever happened backstage at a Jay Z concert about four months ago, comes out, and now Odell Beckham gets stolen, stolen too, sleeping. Mm. So last week, the footage came out of him allegedly smoking weed and doing coke. Now he getting beat up yeah. in the club. Contract. Give him some advice, Bruh, Go do some <laughs> sit ups. Go do some. Go do some seven. Go do some some seven and turns and do some do some hip some hip rotation. Something like stay out of that. Like, and but, it ain't no question. This this is who it is either. Because yeah, you know, you know that haircut is very popular now. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and but only, that's him. And most and most of the time, they don't look like that. So he Bow. he has a unique a unique look to it. I mean, they got the arrow right on this dude's head. We oh. gonna post this on the uh, you can't make this. Yeah, up I saw that last night. Page. I said, man, oh man, he just like you got to know what you're doing. You got to know. And the, but but I will I will say this. If I was 25 years old, 24 years old with some millions, it'd be hard to tell me shit for for a little minute. So I get like the whole what, you know, I can do what I want. But at the same time, brother, you got to know what you how you are able to do what you want. And that's playing football and that's being being someone that can be relied, you know, relied on and be trusted Teams are, they ain't throwing around, you know, tickets for a free 10-piece. Man, they're giving you millions of dollars to play football, and you got to realize that some of these situations you put yourself in, 
But you just you just you just making your fifties and sixties a little bit tighter, man. Yeah, like. man. Okay. <laughs> what did he do to get stolen on? What do you think? Gosh. Talking <laughs> shit. I guarantee it had to be. I'm on back Beckham Jr. Right. I ain't get out this section. Move me. Move me. Okay. <laughs> His hair started shaking right. and shit. Fell down to my feet. That looks terrible. We're gonna have to post that for sure. Man. Absolutely, man. One more thing for the slide up out of here, man. You watched the shot, right? I definitely watched the shot. I watched the shot. So we both watching the show at the same time for yeah. a change. Finally, 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 finally. So the season finale comes on tonight. Matter of fact, yeah, it uh, does. Normally I watch it uh, Mondays, but anyway, by the time y'all watch this or listen to this, it it already happened. So. What do you think is gonna happen on season finale, man? I don't know. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's a lot that could, you know. It's a different, different avenue. I, I think that old man going to jail. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I, uh damn, what is his name? Yeah, I can't forget. think of his name. The Dude with the raspy ass. Yeah, my son Jason. Right. <laughs> 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 I think he going to jail for sure. Um. I'm worried though that they they're gonna have to kill somebody off. Somebody gonna because I thought last I I thought when the uh, the the brother the younger the kid that's the yeah. younger brother yeah Red's when he went to go brother. when he went to go fight the little dude from the skating rink or whatever yeah. I just felt like they kept making it a point to show him having that gun like not this episode but the one before yeah yeah so yeah. I felt like he was gonna do something to like show his I'm loyal to this to this to this to this gang or to this group. You know, I thought that was. So I feel like something's gonna happen. Oh, for sure. I hope um, my boy Kevin and um, Papa. P, Papa, yeah. Hope Kevin and Papa stay clean out of the, those are my guys. Um, it's a lot though, man. I think I, it can go a lot of directions. I mean, the, they introduced the mamas last week. You know, yeah. at, at the rehab situation. So you know that could become a thing next year. It's it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot going on. It's good on. though. It's a great show, <laughs> man. My quick predictions are. I know you don't want to hear this. Papa and gone. Yeah. I think so, too. I see we on the same page, bro. <laughs> I think, like, okay, so when they were showing the gun episode with uh, Red's little brother, Jake is his name. Yeah. And uh, they're showing Jake, show the gun all the time, all the time, all the time. And wife says, they, he going to get killed. He going to get killed. I was like, like nope. It's like, Papa's going to die. Mm-hmm. It's like, Papa's going to die for this reason and this reason alone. How many times have you heard the good ones die young? It was always an innocent bystander. Mm-hmm. It was some kid at the wrong place at the wrong time. He's a good kid. I think that Papa's going to get killed because he's with Jake. Wrong place, wrong, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. Super sad, obviously, because he's hilarious kid. Yeah. Hope it doesn't happen, right. but I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think uh, Raspy Voice is going to jail. I think he's going They going to... Uh, the cop, he's gonna have him, gonna question him or whatever, whatever. He's not gonna arrest him. He is a little focused on finding out what the dirty cop the did. The dirty cop more. is doing. He's not worried <laughs> about this. Yeah. And I think the third thing I think is gonna happen is uh, I don't think that uh, Trice, the the boss, yeah. I don't think that he's gonna die. I think they're gonna let him off the hook, so to speak, with the Cause, OGs. Because he's what's up with Trice? I'm trying to remember. He Trice is in the trunk. Right now, yeah. uh, Ranch Car. Remember, they was at the the Chinese food spot or whatever. And then when they left, when uh, Kevin and Papa walked, when uh, Jake and his brother was driving, he's like, "Yeah, we gotta make this drop off." Pop yeah. the trunk. He hauled tied in the back of the yeah the car. So yeah, I think he obviously he's dropping them off to the OGs. The OGs gonna rough him up a little bit, but I don't think they gonna off him though. No. Nah, I think he gonna somehow some way get his way up out of there, but uh. Yeah, man, Papa gonna bite it. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I've been I've been feeling it because like they make they make him have the funny lines. They make him have the responsible answer sometimes. Like yeah. they make you like him. Yeah. And in every show you like somebody, they don't make it. They don't make it, bro. <laughs> they gonna make you have like shoot from from episode one, the emotional connection with Coogie getting killed in the very first episode. You like the kid off the rip. Yeah. So how do you? Top that, you build up a character for nine episodes mm-hmm. to make them extremely likable, and then you off them, and you sad, and then make you come back and watch again, man. This, this and ultimately, that's what really happens in the inner city, man. This thought just came to me, and now I'm, I'm even more confirmed of your 
of your uh, scenario there. The episode of Power, when they killed the daughter. You you fell in love with her. You liked her. You right. Did, yeah. And and then she died. Man. Trying to stand up for her brother. Man. Papa going to try to stand up for Kev or try to stand up for Jake. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I'm sad already. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we up out of this thing. 97 episodes. You can't make this up. Podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. DeMarco, what up? Izzy. Gym City Pie. We always appreciate you, brother. We out. Peace.